Jon Stewart, longtime host of The Daily Show, went on sabbatical for six years, and now he's back with The Problem with Jon Stewart, an Apple television series that's looking more like a news show than a comedy show. On today's episode, we're reviewing the pilot and the podcast that he came out with, because they both deal with the same subject matter, which is the burn pits in Afghanistan and Iraq. Welcome to today's episode. It's October 1st. Let's get into it. Are you bummed yet? It was way more sobering than I expected. I feel like that's going to kind of be what the show is. Like, I was expecting to walk into this thing and see The Daily Show, just like kind of 2.0. I was expecting last week tonight, because it's bi-weekly, or sorry, bi-monthly. There's two episodes each month, and I knew it was one subject, 40-some minutes that he'd spend on it. Right, but it seems the, like the same format that John Oliver does. But in the end, it was just kind of more journalistic. There weren't a lot of jokes in there. Makes some sense because of all the work that he's done advocating for the 9-11 victims who had to breathe in all those toxic chemicals, who've died of cancer over the years, who haven't had health insurance. This is just taking that subject and switching it with the military and the burn pits that they've been kind of stuck next to for the longest time in a 20-year war. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised once the 10-minute mark rolled around and he started doing interviews with other veterans. I've seen him do that with the 9-11 firefighters before. Right, yeah, and and the whole entire structure of the show, I think, is going to be what you saw in the first episode, which is kind of the cold open, him talking about the subject, and then kind of He didn't do, like, a news breakdown either. He didn't do, like, okay, we're going to talk about the rest of the world. He he was right on the subject from the start, and he decided to just dive deep into why the VA isn't encouraged to add a presumption of guilt almost that they are responsible for anybody who comes in with like nodules in their lungs after 10 years away from Iraq like the idea of that evidence not being there is ludicrous and I think we saw that in the ending interview I think the best part of the show was to me the filmed interview with the guy who runs the VA because it felt the most significant right Dennis Madonahue I think that's how he goes by his last name I thought that the saddest part was probably when Wes the one veteran was explaining the fact he's saying like all hope is lost for me but I'm just trying to stop it from happening to someone else again and that whole entire roundtable interview it was just it was just depressing story after depressing story and I think that's why a lot, a lot of people who were watching it didn't like it I mean it's, but I feel like that's You can't really look at this show as a television show. I can't rate it on the same scale that I would of like entertainment value. This is more like a serious documentary where I feel it's necessary for as long as it is. If this ever, if the VA gets its act together, this episode won't mean anything in the future because it's like, well, this is how it used to be, but now it's way better. And that's, that's kind of what you want, but I can't really judge acting. I can't judge the content because it's not even partisan and i think that's purposeful well yeah Uh, well especially for john stewart likes to focus in on interviews post his daily show career that aren't liberal or conservative that he knows that he can get an audience anywhere with because he's just trying to bring attention to the shit that 
people should know about. Well, yeah, and Apple TV, SBC, like, they gave full on just, like, all the choices to John Carte Blanche? Yeah, basically. Because this isn't the first time that he was going How to come back How much money did they give I, I don't know, but yeah. uh, this wasn't the first time that he was going to come back after The Daily Show with his own type of news Wasn't thing. the first one, like, a cartoon, though? There was, yeah, there was, like, going to be this weird cartoon thing. I think that was going to be released um, And that was, daily. that was, like, the Trump, like, time period when, when Trump was right. at his height and it was going to be, like, a mocking style of him. This, it, it still tried to do comedy in, in certain moments, and I think maybe that'll get better over time because it's always a little awkward maybe getting back the feel of it. But also, I think just the topics in the show are going to be presented in a way that are more serious than John Oliver, and I'm not exactly sure how he's going to weave in the segments with, like, jokes that will actually make you laugh. Like, for instance, this reminded me of the one that he had here where he was, like, showing you how to make a chemical burn pit or like something. Like a YouTube video, yeah. Yeah, but he was doing it like a how-to-basic video where you just throw a bunch of, like, shit in there and then you light it on fire, right? Right. And it was, like, dead batteries and stuff and this is illegal and, and then he, like, blew himself up. And it was like, that's funny, but... It, Right after that really soulful interview with everybody that you were talking about, I couldn't bring myself to, like, even crack a smile. I was more just like, oh, man, well, I, tough. I know that, like, in the next episode, because two episodes were released to critics, it's going to be dealing. And people, the majority of critics have said that the second episode is a little bit better. It deals with kind of. Well, um, what do you mean by better? Because there was nothing wrong well, with this. And, and it did make me, like, look into it a bit and. VAs are notoriously flaky as far as the quality of care that you get is completely dependent on where you are located. And that's not even including people who haven't been approved for certain conditions. Like if it's not said that, oh, this was part of it. Some people have to still pay co-pays for it. The wait times are crazy. Some people do get good care. Some people get terrible care. The reviews are so weird that I understand the guy, the boss at the end who was like, we need more people to apply for the VA so that we get the funding right, for this. But it. he also like talked out of both sides of his mouth because he said that they didn't need any more funding, that they would be able to cover everyone. And if that's the case, it seems like the obvious thing would be like, let's just cover these people for life for whatever they have. Like, right, yeah, and- this should be a universal health care strictly for veterans that covers everything. No matter if it, like who cares if it was part of the, the war stuff like that's getting into... I guess more political of it, like the political side of things is like whether or not they deserve health care for life. But I think they do. They've served the country. And I know the U.S. is known as like glorizing or glamorizing their military a lot like we do with sports shows and stuff. Well, the guy that said, doesn't mean anything if if you're not going to protect them with their actual health. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's why Isaiah said that if any other place was treating their soldiers or their army as bad as as the U.S. was, it would be all out war anywhere else. Yeah, John Stewart reiterated that point in his podcast. He had more interviews with more vets and also people. Was like, that was that like funny? Because they released an eight minute clip on YouTube. And I think it was from the podcast where they were going over like n- different names and insults they had for John Stewart. But I couldn't tell if when he said he was going to release a podcast after every episode, if it was supposed to just be more on the topic or more like kind of humor. You know, with 60 Minutes, how they're like, you can see more of our interview right. if you log in after the show. That's basically what it is, except that it's not a continuation of any interviews. It's just more that he's done to delve in. Also, they tried to intersplice some comedy in there as well. It's being like, this is our researchers, this is their writers, and this is how they fight each other. And so they gave like kind of an off-topic thing about how there's a toilet in the Pentagon that's $60,000. So I think they're going to get better at that part of it. 
maybe better at interweaving the comedy or they'll just ditch it and they'll be like, okay, you know what? We are, we are a complete like 60 minutes like show and we just want to focus in and be outraged by certain things that everyone will agree with and that there won't be a political split from. If they do that, then they have to get rid of the live studio audience though because Why? there's, oh, there's, no, the reason there's no reason for it. For yeah, the there's, there's no reason for it. And Well, no, I think it makes people feel good to have their voices heard and literally see them heard as opposed to sticking a group of people in front of a camera and saying, okay, now we're going to talk in a round table, but it doesn't look like we're speaking to anyone. Like, I feel like that is more lonely for those vets who were up there who felt like they had to tell their story to someone, at least with an audience, they felt comfortable that way. I mean, that's true. But like gaining to the reviews, because you asked like- Some of those audience members were wearing masks and others weren't. Yeah, I I think on purpose, they want to show at least a few of them wearing masks to show that people were like still taking seriously what was happening. Yeah, the precautions. A lot of people were saying that there was really, the humor just didn't work. There was a lack of it. And also yeah, the audience is like that just sounds like a worthless complaint to me, though, because, again, this show isn't about the humor yet. Um, episode two. Do you know what the topic is? Yeah, it's going to be about, uh, I think, mass and like anti-vaxxers. That'll be more interesting because that does and that's fall why, into a political question. And that's why a lot of reviewers have said that the second episode is better than the first one. I think that you're right. It's going to probably have to go through some growing pains. I know that even Stephen See, Col- that's I don't think it's growing pains. I, I think that like what we just watched in that first episode was as serious as it's going to get. But we already so you know that set the we bar. already know that John Stewart the, the bar he said that like fifty times in that interview. Um, we already know that John Stewart knows how to do comedy. Yeah, he might be rusty, but I think that this episode was never supposed to be that much like you, you weren't supposed to lay back and just relax with this one. You were supposed to feel kind of upset by it the entire time. However, when it comes to mask stuff, like you can yell at someone for not wearing a mask or, or explain how stupid they're being without making it nearly as depressing as what this episode was. But I don't find the fact that this episode was depressing as a fault. I don't find it as something that growing pain. Well, I don't, that I kind don't, of upsets me that people are even considering, like, this is not the type of show that you're supposed to judge like I think that. it was just the fact that it might have been a little mismarketed. I mean, whenever you saw anything like the Richard Branson broom space thing about billionaires going to space, or you see the <laughs> promos, it looked like it was supposed to be a comedy. And even though there were comedy bits in it it didn't have a lot of it yeah the jokes didn't land and and again i think they're focused in this episode they even did like the where they showed the background i'm not sure how necessary that is where they showed right yeah actually like talked about how they're going to do this episode right well i think that every single episode is supposed to start that way i know but why do we need to see the writers writing it i'd much rather they would have spent some of that time on asking some more questions like they focus so much about this episode on why can't we get the presumption of toxic chemicals into your body as being covered by the VA if it comes up as a cancer later on in someone's life? But not enough questions as why do why do we still have burn pits to begin with? If for 20 years, that's been the thing since 9-11 to get rid of waste. I get that for a few years until they realize how serious and toxic these things are, even though they were the same chemicals coming off Agent Orange. So that would have been a warning flag even earlier than that. But say 10 years ago that they had like stopped the burn pits and switched to something else. We have the most expensive military in the world. Why can't we technologically advance our garbage disposal? It's as if we were still using like lead paint or um, asbestos. Like they're, they work, 
the burning of garbage works, but it's drastically detrimental to your health. So you're saying that you kind of wish that he would have said that to Dennis McDonough, not the round table, right? No, I, I wish that it, the place of where he was talking to his writers and stuff, that they would have talked about that a little bit more. Like, why haven't we moved on with our way? How do other countries do that? I know that when he talked in his podcast, they talked to someone who was in the, the military and then someone who was in the Air Force. And the Air Force people were like, yeah, we just used garbage, like normal garbage that they had. We put it into a garbage can and then someone took the garbage away. And so it's like, why could we not have found resources other than something that terrible you know like it's not that we were trying to maybe we were just trying to cut costs originally but why is that still the case because obviously the health care and this battle is not worth it in the end for the vets I, I mean yeah have you did you see the new david letterman show like the my next guest type thing yeah but those are mostly his friends right i mean i, I think so but did it remind you of that at all because it did for me it's like you start off with like i haven't seen too many it. episodes of that but if he's interviewed anybody like I, he interviewed obama right yeah. Okay. So with him, maybe he'll touch upon serious topics that the U.S. needs to tackle. But like with other comedians, I, I don't. I don't see it going there. But I'm asking if the tone is any similar from what this show was to that. It wasn't laid back at all, but maybe the atmosphere because it was it was darker. It was almost like Bill Maher with with almost a black background and then like a brown desk. And then even the uh, How to Basics skit, it looked like it was filmed in a dark room as opposed to like a bright white room. So I don't know if that's just because people watch it late at night and they were like, well, let's keep people kind of. Well, it was strange to me because he kept on saying, we'll be right back. And I get that that's kind of a joke because they're on Apple TV. Oh, I didn't even notice because I'm so used to like programs doing that. Right. And I think that that's what you but like they didn't address it at all that it was a joke. Like when he right after the interviews, when he said it. They actually cut to like something different. Well, the one thing I was oh well, so does John Oliver. He's like uh, whatever, and now this. But yeah. that's then now this segment. Do you think that the behind like behind the scenes when especially when they did the pan out and you saw that John Stewart was talking and then they showed the toxins going into the air? Do you think that was green screen or do you think that that was actual? I couldn't get any information on that. On the background that he just had going yeah. in the thing, I don't know how news do, does that. I assume it's some sort of green screen. Yeah. But it, it, that was just constant to keep you aware of what the topic or episode was about. The, the science behind that would be real interesting to delve into. I tried to, again, get information on just VAs and like whether other countries are more uh, attentive to their vets. But like other countries have universal health care. Yeah. So it's less of an issue. But this whole and also less <laughs> other countries don't get into as many wars as we do. Or the countries that do don't tend to talk about it publicly, how they treat their veterans say russia uh, yeah, for instance yeah. i don't see them coming out with it china i'm not hearing a lot about their veteran uh, resource platform or whatever but with the u.s it's like yeah the guy has a point when he says like this is this is putting us to shame like we talk all this shit or we talk all we talk ourselves up about how great we are to vets or how great vets are and then we just like set them aside and wait for them to die it, eight out of ten veterans Say that they were just exposed in some way or form to these pits. Well, I mean, that, yeah. was, that was one of the facts that I really wanted to hear. Like, how many in percentage are we looking here actually like had to smell this stuff? Like, if I signed up for the military tomorrow, what would have been my chances of going there and getting stuck with a unit that was right next to a burn pit? 
and it's it's pretty damn high. It well, seems like it's just odd to me that like because they said such a small proportion of people actually are in the military that you wouldn't give those main military members like special treatment. Like but you right give them away. car insurance. Like you can't hear anything bad about double a or whatever it's called eight, eight. Or, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Right, right like they get the best benefits but then when it comes to like just treating their health and being like the best cancer treatments and stuff so, like why can't we prioritize that and it comes back down to healthcare and money and i just don't understand why the guy wouldn't be like yeah we need more money for it because then i think john stewart would have been like sure we'll get you more money but then it would have gotten well, more I was money also, yeah then, i was i was wondering about that because he said money wasn't an issue and i was like it's not it's, it's not always that, the issue yeah it's not it has that, to be the issue it's not that serves as an out if you say because you that can't it say is. science isn't the issue even though the pentagon is the one that keeps on releasing the thing saying we're not ready to and that reminded me a little bit of dark water with dark water they needed to wait until the official results were in from the testing of all the people to do the case study and then they wait like a long time and it took took a long time and people died and they were really upset with the lawyers but when the final results were released they were able to actually bring this bring their cases to trial and get millions of dollars from the company that was responsible for poisoning them however with this it's like you're talking about 30 years of research you should not still be waiting for any sort of case study to be performed and the guy couldn't even tell you if he was he wasn't like well at least with dark water they knew that they were waiting on a specific uh case study and with this it's just like i don't know when i'll feel ready to do it and so he didn't question his empathy and he didn't question his well, I feel like John Stewart said that because the guy was getting a little more perturbed as the interview went on. Because I think that John Stewart's pretty, pretty good at the interview. But even to agree to do that interview, that does take a certain amount of like courage to be like, okay, I'll I'll try to talk about this, knowing that you're going to be in this box. But still, it doesn't explain or give him enough of an excuse as to why he's not able to just pass some of that stuff. Like, especially when he's like, "But we did get asthma on there." It's like asthma's <laughs> not killing anybody tomorrow. Oh, did you see the, or do you know what I'm talking about when I say that the 9-11, uh, not the 9-11 episode, but the where he interviewed 9-11 guests on his daily show in 2010? He said that was a huge inspiration for why the show is structured the way that it is, because he, I guess, got a round table of people. They literally mentioned that in this episode with the girl. Right, his, but, his other writer told him that. He but did like, you ever see it, though? No, I tried to look it up after the show, too, and it, I couldn't find it on YouTube. The, the only 9-11 part I'd ever seen is is his actual address right after 9-11. Right. Where I know he, he went really sentimental with that, too. The monologue. I know that, uh, just for background on the show, HBO, once they weren't able to do the cartoon show or whatever, because it was so such it was a So was HBO and it wasn't Apple originally? Yeah, HBO went to Apple and then was like, hey, you they should. They shopped it around. Yeah, and then and then Apple was like, okay, yeah, here you go, John Stewart, do what you want. Um, I It, it was just... Again, it was strange to me because it's not the fact that I didn't like the episode. It's not the fact that I didn't, I wasn't learning a lot when I was watching it. But also whenever you see like John Stewart show up on Stephen Colbert or any of those types of things, he's always funny while addressing the issues. And although I know I get what you're saying, this wasn't supposed to be funny. I do wish that we kind of still had that humor because he's really good at it. There's a, there's a level to which you get so absorbed in a topic that it does become too serious or hard to laugh at and make other people laugh at like he's still laughing at it a bit but more in just disgust and you could tell that it was a visceral thing and that he just wanted to get that message out there he was less concerned about making other people laugh and so it did feel a little bit forced when he was doing the sort of make your own bomb sketch or toxic toxin sketch i think as we like episode five episode six he'll be less into it you know because you think so because well i mean this is obviously one of his main like thing he wants to he's always been about the veterans yes but like it's impossible to have 
put so much time into every single one. Like most of the things he's going to be talking about, he's only going to have had like a few months to prepare for. And though they'll be very serious, I don't think he'll have the same sort of um, background that he has had with with this topic. So I, mean, I, yeah. I think it'll be easier for him to distance himself and make jokes about it. But it's such a strange schedule to do it like every other week. Because I, I'm wondering if they're still going to do kind of what John Oliver. I'm glad does they're doing. It. No, I'm glad they're doing it that way because otherwise, you have sort of noticed it with John Oliver's shows. They've been taking a lot of hiatuses over over their time, and then they've been asking for more money because it's it's hard to produce this stuff and just continually come up with new ideas. Well, yeah, and John Stewart even said that when he was like on the last few months of the Daily Show, it got to the point where he was just like, if he saw a sketch where he had to change or anything like that, he was just like, no, no, like I yeah. don't want to. Do I it. mean, our episode, our show is called today's episode and yet we don't come out with the show every day because that would be insane and it would just be a drop in quality not to say that our quality isn't already crap <laughs> so like there's that too but when you call yourself the daily show you're just expected to do that and so that's why they were winning all those emmys all those years now that he's in this format i feel like he's like i can still hang out with my family i can still take these issues really seriously and now i can do it in a more like fashion in a a way that i can interview people one-on-one and that's what i think he kind of wants to do at this point in his career i'm tired of the jokes about him just like making fun of his own appearance he's looked the same way for 10 years so like it's not like he was (laughs) well he was making that joke 10 years ago i'm like come on dude you got more content than that well i i know that the hollywood reporter kind of likened um the behind the scenes that you see at every episode to almost a watered down tmz and then like even compared (laughs) yeah yeah, and see, that was my weakest part, part is that. Like, I don't see the essential need for the writers to be shown if they're not going to be conducting interviews. They're not Jordan Kleppers, or he's got a whole plethora of talent that he's used in the past, but if they're not going to be in the show, I don't see why they're in the show. Well, some people have said that, like, it's very it's a very different landscape that he's coming back to than when he left in 2015, such as the people that he kind of helped give a career to, like Stephen Colbert, who I, who I think is like the highest rated viewership. And then also, uh, like we said, John Oliver, who has like the highest IMDb score, like 8.9 IMDb and, and stuff like that. I so, disagree. I mean, I think that six years hasn't made that much of a difference. Maybe if you're talking about 10 years ago, but like streaming existed, like streaming was already starting up picking up battles five years ago. The talk show industry sort of stole its format from the daily show even regular well that's news. what they were saying they were saying that the original so concept. he's trying to separate himself from that he doesn't want to come back and do the same exact thing that he did before but like my question is what would be so bad about that like when i heard john so much work when i heard john stewart was coming back he was like the one person i wanted to come back but i think that a lot of people wanted that way because he was so good at what he, he was said, doing originally. he said he's tired of being people's monkey that was in 2004. But I think, no, but he says it all the time. I think that, like, he still doesn't want to just come back and be part of that 24-7 news channel. Like, I'm not saying that he has to prove anything. I'm just saying that, like, I think that... In, in order to get this, you can see the show that you're looking for right now if you just tune into John Oliver. So he's not going to just repeat what another dude is doing that, especially someone who's worked for him. I, it's just the fact that he brands this as a comedy show, by the way, multi-year. So it's going to be multiple seasons, which Good. I'm about yeah but like i it's just such a different type were you really that disappointed with this because it's like when i watch a documentary when i watch seaspiracy or something like that and it's like yeah there might be elements of it that aren't as funny as they wanted it to be but 
as a whole, it's not supposed to be about no, no, the writing. No, no. It's supposed look, to be about the message. Look, and I, I was very receptive, and I think everybody will be re- very receptive to kind of the ludicrousy, which is our VA system. I guess I, I'm, I'm kind of, I see where the people are coming from when they say they want a little more humor to the show. If you're going to brand it or do it in front of a live been zapped out of him. He's, he'd say I, it himself. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> if you want to see humor, just go to his like Stephen Colbert no, interviews. <laughs> also, also like he, this is a John Stewart that's been through the gridlock of Washington. You were seeing someone who is no longer just coming out of an MTV world. You know, that's where he yeah, originally jumped right. from the Daily Show. He was full of energy. Now, now he's been absorbed in Washington <laughs> well, yeah, politics and it's like, no, that'll drain you real quick. That's and why when I, when I heard it's multi-year, I think he's like 58, 59 at this point. I was like, well, how many more he's actu- seasons? He's actually 25, I believe. No, that's not. That's that, not that's as not he normal. would put it in his jokes. He, uh, yeah, but I think also, did you realize he wasn't even wearing a suit? He was wearing like- uh, Or a mask. What? Well, not yeah, obviously he wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I didn't notice he wasn't wearing the show. Suit. Yeah, the show has like a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb is an 8.5 off of 100 reviews. I think that this episode has like an 8.6. So I'm excited to see where it goes from there. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just his trick to raise attention to things he cares about. Really I also like that. that he's having a podcast now. Yeah, well, also... He's got one of those yeah. voices that beats ours when it comes to podcasts. <laughs> so, yeah. I, it's just more gravelly. I will say it's always interesting when he voices his opinion on any issue. I'm always like listening very intently. So, yeah. All right. Well, if that's all you have for this episode, I think we can conclude it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.